Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM, or anywhere on the Odyssey app. 43 degrees and mostly cloudy at 409 on this Friday, January 12th, 2024. Jake, I didn't uh, mention today's the missus' birthday, right? I yeah, post, happy birthday, Lisa. I, I posted on social media, uh, wish happy birthday to my first wife, Lisette. And uh, my daughter didn't like that. She's like, why are you saying it's your first wife? And I'm like, because it's the truth. It is my first wife. My only wife, but it's my first wife, right? <laughs> so, uh, you know, I posted that as a little comic relief to it. But uh, posted a picture on social media. If you want to wish her happy birthday, you can go to my Facebook page and wish her a happy birthday. Uh, I believe she's going out with the girls from work today after work, and I'm maybe meeting her if they're done. If not, uh, we'll see what happens there. But happy birthday to my wife, Lisa. Her true name is Lisette, but she goes by Lisa. As uh, she turns 56 today. She's older than I am. Ha ha. Uh, I just saw a post from the Scranton Police Department that they're asking members of the community to please come out and enjoy some delicious pancakes at Pandarella's Breakfast and Lunch, 107 East Drinker Street in Dunmore. Proceeds from the sale benefit Officer Gil Martin as he recovers from his injuries. This is going to go on January 12th to the 14th. Again, this is Pandarella's Breakfast and Lunch, 107 East Drinker Street in Dunmore. And 100% of all the pancake profits will go to the officer and their family involved in the local incident on January 11th. Uh, great thing for a local business to do. And it's on the uh, Scranton Police Department, City of Scranton, Pennsylvania's official Facebook page. I just shared it on my Facebook page. Um, I'm sure I'm going to get there one of those days, if not more. I like my pancakes. But no, truly, uh, there are things that just don't get covered when it comes to things like this. It truly throws an entire family into turmoil when a loved one's fighting for their life, even if they're now in, thankfully, critical but stable condition. It's going to be a long path to recovery. And uh, anyone who's ever been out with a work injury, you think, oh, you know, everything's just taken care of. It's truly not. Depending on the family situation, which I'm not going to put out there, uh, what their setup is, how many there are, what's going on. So I just saw that posted out. So, again, that's uh, Pandarella's Breakfast and Lunch at 107 East Drinker Street, Dunmore. It's going to be from the 12th to the 14th. And 100% of the pros of all pancake profits will go to Officer and their family. Or Officer Gil Martin. And that's uh, go directly to the Scranton Facebook page. Again, I shared it on mine. People are already posting on that post. Please let us know if there's other ways to contribute. And I'm sure the Scranton Police Department, their union, or anyone involved, the FOP, will be putting stuff out. So uh, keep an eye out for it. But this is what I got now. It was just posted eight minutes ago from the Scranton Police Department. So I forwarded it to you guys, and well, I'll let you know a couple more times throughout the day. So... uh I'm just looking to, we, the other day, the Houthi rebels in Yemen uh, did an unprecedented attack on the shipping lanes, shooting over 20 drones, ballistic missiles, land-based missiles, anti-ship missiles. And thankfully, between four 
Arleigh Burke-class destroyers, three American, one British, and our F-18 Super Hornets were able to interdict and take out every one without any injuries, without any damage to shipping lanes, ships, or U.S. assets. Uh, because of that unprecedented attack, the U.S., along with its allies, took out 60 different targets in Yemen in relation to the Houthi terrorists that were there. And now the Houthis are threatening that the U.S. will pay a heavy price for the strikes that killed five and injured six. Now, I was one of the people on social media who said, it's about time. You know, we really punched. It's about time we really did this. There's video of these facilities exploding in Yemen. Uh, 60 targets were taken out, strategic targets taking out their missile capabilities, their stockpiles, and a bunch of stuff. The problem is, and it could be by design, and military experts think believe, think, uh, believe it, it was by design, but the operational security on this mission was really poor, including that Joe Biden himself posted on social media that would we be taking this action before we took the action. There were also leaks all over social media saying that the U.S. would be doing this strike. So we let them know that we'd be attacking them. Obviously, we didn't say where. We just said we'd be taking strategic attacks. But when the president himself and other organizations put it out there that the U.S. and its allies will be striking the Houthis in Yemen in the near future— I think it takes uh, it doesn't take a rocket science to understand that any high value target as far as person, any assets and military equipment would be moved. And they're saying now that it was to, to give people the chance to say, hey, and basically the, the, the warnings on social media were, hey, if you live near. Uh, drone launch site, you might want to not be there at 8 o'clock on a Thursday. That, that's how specific these warnings were. So military experts all over TV today and some that I spoke to said, how impactful were, were our strikes if hours before we told them that we were going to strike? You can make your own conclusion there. But usually when it wants when you want it to mean something, the operational security, which means no one really knows about it till it happens. It's a surprise when you blow up their missile stockpile. Now, military experts are also saying that the strikes were a success for what they were targeting. Now, taking out 60 targets and they're saying only five dead and six injured is extraordinary if you want to think about it. But now the uh, senior Houthi official, Hussein al-Iza, said American and Britain will undoubtedly have to prepare to pay a heavy price and bear all the dire consequences of this blatant aggression. Muhammad Abdul Salam, the chief negotiator and spokesman for the Iranian-funded group, described the U.S. and Britain as having committed foolishness with the treacherous aggression. And there, they were wrong if they thought that they would deter Yemen from supporting Palestine and Gaza, he said, vowing that the group will continue to target Israeli ships 
for those heading to the ports occupied by Palestine. So they're basically threatening now to target our ships, which they've already done. The U.S.-U.K. strike was of significant scale, National Security Council spokesman John Kirby said. Almost 20 drones, cruise missiles, and ballistic missiles, he said at a briefing Friday, the joint U.S.-U.K. strike were intended to as a direct response to these maritime attacks. Now, these Ameri- these these terrorist attacks on the shipping lanes from the Houthi rebels in Yemen are causing shipping companies to add 10 days and $1 million per ship because they're going around the Horn of Africa instead of through the canal and up through the Red Sea. That's a 60% increase per container for cost that will no doubt be passed along to the consumer. 15% of world goods, everything we use, 15% in the world, travel this shipping lane. They said if this continues longer or gets worse, we could be facing supply chain issues like we did during the pandemic. 15% of goods is a lot of goods. They're adding 10 days and $1 million to go around the Horn of Africa, which in itself is not a very safe trip to make. And we're going to talk about some congressional response because Democrats aren't happy with Joe Biden and his administration on what they did here. And when we get back from the break, we're going to talk about that. But we cannot have this tit for tat. Where where it was put perfectly by a military expert today on on one of the channels I was watching, he said we have to stop shooting the arrows and shoot the archer. And it was perfectly stated. It's exactly what we need to do. They obviously saw the turmoil with our Secretary of Defense and the President not in communication. Uh, something in the page, the dissension in in the ranks in America as far as who's in charge of what. And launched this unprecedented attack with drones, missiles, uh, cruise missiles, and ballistic missiles. Thankfully, we were able to take them all out. And now we responded with tomahawks from submarines, from strikes from F-18s, strikes from our Arleigh Burke-class destroyers, taking out 60 targets in Yemen. Uh, There were rumors today, just before I came in, that Yemen were already retaliating for that in some form. I didn't see anything confirmed yet, but I'm following the channels that I follow to see if anything did, in fact, happen. But we need to start taking out the archers. What, What this administration needs to do is immediately put the Houthis back on the terrorist watch list. We need to start sanctioning Iran. We need to take decisive action so this doesn't turn into a military operation. But this, we're using million-dollar artillery to shoot down a $1,000 drone. Any military expert tells you it's just unsustainable, and it was perfectly put. We have to shoot down, we have to, instead of shooting down the arrows, we have to take out the archer. And that's what we need to do here as far as a government. And this administration needs to get with the plan that this 
trying to appease these terrorists, trying to appease the Iranian government, trying to appease our enemies that think nothing of shooting these ammunition at us, these, these drones, ballistic missiles, and surface-to-air and anti-ship missiles at us, needs to be done. So unless we send a strong message like we've done in the past that's felt all the way up until into Iran— and I'm not saying strike Iran with a military force, if that may be on the table. But there are other things we can do before that. But first and foremost, why hasn't this administration added the Houthis, who've fired on us over 120 times, added them back to our terrorist list of terrorist organizations? First and foremost, simple as that. Then let's start pulling finances back from Iran. Let's start to put sanctions on Iran. Let's start inspecting vessels and using military force that way instead of standing there uh, with a wolf ball bat knocking down their, their paper mache rocks. It's uh, 422 here at WIOK. Time for traffic and weather. And thank you, Rob. This traffic update is brought to you by Pentella Data Internet. There was an accident on Sterling Road near 940 in Mount Cobb. That area is a little bit backed up at the moment. We have no reports of any issues on our interstates. 81 is looking good. New York border to Hazleton, northeast extension of the turnpike, problem-free, as well as 8084 and 380. Heavy traffic on North Main Avenue in Scranton, North Kaiser Avenue in Scranton, and you are bumper to bumper on William Street in Pittston. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist, meteorologist Valerie Smock. Uh, this afternoon, cloudy and breezy with a wintry mix changing over to rain by evening, high mid-40s. Tonight, mostly cloudy and windy. Brief mix of changing into all rain, low 40. Saturday, mostly cloudy and windy with fog early. A.M. showers ending high 43. Sunday, partly sunny and windy with a few flakes high in the 30s. Monday, sun and clouds, high 25. It's currently 43 degrees and mostly cloudy here at 423, your official weather station, WILK. Here with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 43 degrees and cloudy here at 426. Well, Democrats are fuming after Biden orders the Yemen airstrikes without congressional approval. Unacceptable violation of the Constitution, they're saying. Several Democrats on Capitol Hill scolded President Biden on launching airstrikes against Houthi targets in Yemen without congressional approval, arguing the action was unconstitutional. The president needs to come to Congress before launching a strike against the Houthis in Yemen and is involving and involving us in other Middle East conflict. Representative Ro Kayana, Democrat of California, tweeted, This is an Article One of the Constitution. I will stand up for that regardless of whether it's a Democrat or Republican is in the White House. Section 2C of the War Powers Act is clear. POTUS may only introduce the U.S. to hostile hostilities after congressional authorization or in a national emergency when the U.S. is under imminent attack. She went on to say, reporting is not a substitute. This is retaliatory offensive strike. Echoing that representative, Val Hoyle, a Democrat of or Oregon, 
tweeted, these airstrikes have not been authorized by Congress. The Constitution is clear. Congress has the sole authority to authorize military involvement in overseas conflicts. Every president must first come to Congress and ask for military organization, regardless of party. Representative Jayapal, Democrat of Washington, the head of the Congressional Progressive Caucus, called the U.S. and U.K.-led bombing campaign an unacceptable violation of the Constitution. Article 1 requires that military action be authorized by Congress, she further explained. Representative Mark Pocan, Democrat of Wisconsin, expressed his fear that Biden's action in Yemen could risk the U.S. getting entangled into another decade-long conflict without congressional authorization. The White House must work with Congress before continuing these airstrikes in Yemen, he urged. Representative Cory Bush, a member of the far-left squad of congressional lawmakers, called the airstrikes illegal and implored the 81-year-old president to stop bombing and do better by us. I suggest, and I'll go on with the article in a minute, I suggest they take these individuals, these members of Congress, and bring them out and put them on the different Ollie Book class destroyers that are in the Red Sea right now, that are being shot at almost on a daily basis. And while they're sitting there next to the captain of the ship, the skipper, whoever it is, and incoming is en route, ask them, what would you like us to do? We have these missiles here. See these little dots here? They're coming here. They'll be here in a couple seconds. What would you like us to do? And see what they have to say. That would be my reasoning here. The people do not want more of our taxpayers' dollars going to endless wars and killing civilians, Cory Bush said. Representative Rashida Tlaib, Democrat of Michigan, who was previously accused by and of supporting genocide against the Palestinians, also condemned the Yemen offensive. The American people have tired of endless wars, she tweeted, calling the airstrikes unconstitutional. The attacks against Yemen come after a series of drone and missile attacks by the Iranian-backed Houthis, against shipping vessels in the Red Sea. The United States carries a special historic obligation to help protect and defend these arteries of global trade and commerce, a senior administration official said Thursday. And this action falls directly in line with that tradition. That's, a clear, that's clearly reflected in both our national security strategy and the national defense strategy. It is a key conviction of the president and is a commitment that we are prepared to uphold. So it's interesting, uh, you know, these Democrats really don't care, haven't condemned that we're being shot at. Missiles are being sent at our ships in there, but when we, uh, when we respond, and, and this is one of the reasons, if you think back to when we didn't have a Speaker of the House, and I said, the use of force authorization that was all through Afghanistan and, and that issue expired. And we didn't have another one. So if something happened, we'd be screwed. And I brought that up months ago when we didn't have a Speaker of the House for that amount of time. Well, they're saying now, and again, they didn't care when there wasn't a Speaker of the House then, but they're caring now and bringing this up. And it's interesting to watch the infighting within the Democratic Party. And in all honesty, they're not wrong. 
But with a dysfunctional administration and a dysfunctional Congress and a dysfunctional chain of command with the Secretary of Defense that where a president doesn't know where he is, um, we need to protect the men and women on our ships, our military assets. And taking out stockpiles, taking out launching sites, command and control, radar facilities that facilitate these ongoing strikes. You know the one where they just shot over 23 of them at our ships? Where we had to have four Arleigh Burke-class destroyers and F-18s get involved to take them out? And again, I'm sure they'll have a different opinion if we put them on one of those Arleigh Burke-class destroyers. And publicize what their response is while it's going on. Obviously, let our military do what they need to do. They're the professionals. But I guarantee you these members of Congress will have a very different stance when it comes to what should and shouldn't be done. But maybe if we had a functional operational government, we'd have a Congress that says, yes, let's authorize force to take out the terrorists who are shooting at us. It's really not hard. It's not a tough choice to make. Maybe for some of these representatives, it's a tough choice to make. But for most normal people, it's not. It's 4.32 here, almost 4.33 here on WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. Uh, It's the point of the show where we honor our heroes across America who made the ultimate sacrifice. 74 made the ultimate sacrifice on this day throughout our nation. One of them from here in Pennsylvania. Policeman Charles Francis Deweese. Philadelphia Police Department in 1918 was killed when the horse pulling his patrol wagon was spooked by a sheet of paper that blew against the leg in Germantown Avenue in front of the police station. He was thrown to the pavement and suffered a broken neck. Uh, Thankfully, there's only the one today. Uh, I do have some updates, and when I'm seeing this now, my heart is full. The communities are coming out for law enforcement. I told you about the uh, Pandarella's Breakfast and Lunch at 107 East Drinker Street, Dunmore. We'll be having a Pancakes for Police January 12th, today through the 14th. Scranton Police just posted that Zumo's Cafe, tomorrow, Saturday, January 13th, 10% of all proceeds will go to the Officer Gilmartin Fund. They're located at 916 Marin Street, in Scranton, Pennsylvania. And Fraternal Order of Police Lodge 2, which is the Scranton Police Union, uh, just posted a GoFundMe page for Officer Gil Martin. The Scranton Police Department's official Facebook page has posted everything I just told you. I also shared them, so you can find them on my page if you follow me on social media. If you don't follow me on Facebook, follow me at Rob O'Donnell, and you'll be able to see I direct I shared the direct links from the Scranton Police Department for this. I expect more businesses in our area to start doing things like this and just in the matter of the past half hour to see two businesses and the FOP come out and start these uh, fundraisers for this officer and his family for his fund uh, is great to see. It's great to see the community get involved here. Obviously, this touched everyone. Obviously, these individuals were out there, this law enforcement, especially Detective Gilmartin, were out there knowing there was an armed predator 
driving through your communities, and he was willing to put himself between them and you. So again, Pandarella's Breakfast and Lunch, Pancakes for Police, January 12th to the 14th, 107th East Drinker Street in Dunmore. Zumo's Cafe, tomorrow, Saturday, January 13th, 10% off of all purchases. <laughs> They're located at 916 Marion Street in Scranton, Pennsylvania, and FOP2, Lodge 2. Uh, out of German, they cover the Scranton Police Department. They're their union. They have an official GoFundMe up. Um, so get involved if you can. Are you sharing that on your Facebook page? Yes. Okay, just so I remember tomorrow morning mm-hmm. um, or this weekend sometime maybe to go get breakfast. Yeah, or anyone could go rush directly to the Scranton Police Facebook page, official page, and they're posting this as well. That's where I'm getting it from directly from them. Like I said from the start. I will only share to you official stuff that's been shared by either the Pennsylvania State Police or the Scranton Police Department. Regardless of where I get it from, I don't care how solid my source is. Unless it's officially put out, it's a confidential thing with me before it gets to you. Uh, As soon as it's an official thing, especially in something like this where we need to make sure everything's done correctly and we need to give the law enforcement officers, the state troopers, the detectives, every agency that's involved with this the chance to make sure everything's correct because we never want to see these individuals, these cretins, out on the street breathing free air again. It's 442 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather. And thank you, Rob. This Pentelli Data Internet Traffic Update. We have heavy traffic heading up the Hill Route 6 and 11 in Clark Summit. There's an accident. 81 northbound just after the Wilkesbury Bear Creek exit. That'll back you up all the way to Wilkesbury Bear Creek. You're going to want to not get on in the Wilkesbury area to head northbound on 81. Uh, of course, it's a you know mess for a Friday afternoon. We're looking at heavy traffic Blakely Street in Dunmore. You'll also run into some heavy traffic Greenridge Street in Dunmore heading towards Scranton. And we have some heavy traffic on Shoemaker Avenue in West Wyoming. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam at line 570-883. What were you doing with your arms? You look like the scarecrow from The Wizard of Oz. You were given directions, so I was pointing, um, pointing in different directions. Well, I just want people to avoid being held up on their way home from work or wherever they're going this evening. So. All right, 570-883-7269, Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. She forgot where she was again. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from uh, meteorologist Valerie Smock. Tonight, mostly cloudy and windy, a brief mix changing into all rain, low 40s. Saturday, mostly cloudy and windy with fog early, morning showers ending, high 43. Sunday, partly sunny and windy with a few flakes, high of 30. Monday, which is Martin Luther King Jr. Day, sunny and clouds, high of 25. The cold front moves in. It looks like it's going to be with us through the week. So be prepared to have that coat ready next uh, week. Currently 43 degrees and cloudy here at 444 at your official weather station, WILK. Hey, you with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 43 degrees and cloudy on this Friday, January 12th, 2024, 448 is the time. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. In addition to the uh, German 
Fraternal Order Police Lodge 2, the Scranton Police Union, establishing a GoFundMe page. They said you can also donate via check payable to the Scranton FOP Wellness Fund. They could be mailed to EB German FOP Lodge 2, 401 Railroad Avenue, Scranton, PA, 18505. That's included in the Scranton Police Department official post that I shared on the GoFundMe page. So if you're not a fan of GoFundMe, which I am not, they take a nice percentage of that money. Um, write a check and get it over to the uh, German FOP Lodge 2, 401 Railroad Avenue, Scranton, Pennsylvania, 18505. And again, it's part of the original post. You'll find it there as the Scranton Police Department shares these type of, of events, fundraisers. I will be sharing them on mine and bringing them to you. But again, only official means. We've seen uh, too many... Uh, haphazard things when it comes to that but when it's officially put out by their department it's going to come to you from me let's go to the phones you can call or text at 570-883-0098 we have a bill from wilkesbury on biden bill hi thanks for taking my call i heard you say that uh, jay appell which is what we expect from her criticized president biden for authorizing military force against the houthi pirates because congress didn't declare war Well, it's true. I think the United States should declare war before involving itself in the conflict on its own accord. That doesn't apply if we're attacked. If if we were attacked, which the pirates did by firing rockets at American warships, uh, one rocket is an act of war. They're at war with us. They effectively declared war on us, and our sailors don't have to stand there with their hands down at their sides and fire like million-dollar defensive rockets to knock out $10,000 drones. Yeah, uh, we, we the, Joe Biden definitely has the unilateral action to take this response. Now, their argument is this wasn't us shooting down incoming missiles. This wasn't re- this was a retaliation. This was a strike against them um, in response to what they did, not to defend ourselves. This was an aggressive um, offensive strike rather than a preventative defensive strike. That's their argument. I believe it's wrong, um, and it's interesting to watch this infighting within the Democrats. But with the with the individuals that were there, the, the ones that I named listed that are being critical of this, I mean, of course, they, they, they've, they've been critical about everything the U.S. has done when it's come to this because they obviously have picked a side in this. And it, it's the, unfortunately the side of the aggressors, the terrorists, the people who killed 1,200 innocent people and, and so on. So it, it's just one of the things that we should expect from the crowd that is bringing it up. You know, Hamas also killed uh, 20 or so Americans and took a lot of Americans hostage. There there's, a still, time, there's still eight, eight American hostages being held. Yeah, there was a time if they had even one American hostages, uh, hostage, those uh, aircraft carriers would be doing something, and there would probably be U.S. Marines running around Gaza by this time as well. There was a time we had zero tolerance for that, and I believe we, uh, we have to go back. To that era, it's not really our war. If Hamas were to let those hostages go and surrender whoever murdered the American citizens, we say, okay, okay, it's no longer our war. You and Israel go settle it. But as long as long as they are holding American hostages, as far as I'm concerned, we should be doing something about that. 
no doubt. It, it appears that we've we've let the Israelis take the lead here, um, which, you know, without coordination, without strategic coordination, sending U.S. assets into this area. Because make no mistake, Israel is losing some of their, their most advanced war fighters in this street-to-street battle that's going on there. We're just not getting those numbers. Because American media doesn't want to publicize that. They want to publicize, you know, the collateral damage and stuff rather than, you know, the the issues that there's still being missiles fired into Israel. This is an ongoing conflict. And who started it? It's as simple as that. I, w- I wonder how long the United States would tolerate rockets being fired, say, into downtown New York City and not take some very drastic action to terminate those rocket launches, I think, quite frankly, they're getting off very lightly over there in Gaza. You bring up a great point, Bill. Bill, I appreciate you checking in. Thanks for the call. Have a great weekend. You too. It's uh, 4.53, L. I see on hold there. I'm going to get to you. I was going to get to you anyway, L, but uh, when I come back from the break, but I, I was going to bring up the uh, topic that you called earlier in the week about that I wasn't talking about, but I'm going to talk about it today. So I'll get to you as soon as we get back from the break, Al. It's uh, 4.53 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 43 degrees outside on this Friday, January 12th, 2024, 4.56. Go to the phone. We have uh, L from Wayne County on Biden. L, how are you today? L, you there? L? I'm doing okay. How are you doing, Rob? Okay. Okay. Well, uh, the Biden administration is <laughs> wasting so much of our money. And just this morning, I was listening to Scripps News, and the Pentagon can't account for $1 billion of Ukraine's equipment. How about that? Yeah, John Kirby was asked about that in a press briefing yesterday, and basically his response is, yeah, we have to try to do better in our accounting process. Not not anything, just, oh, we have to do better. But yet they want us to give more money. That was the same response for Austin thing, too. We'll have to do better, or we'll try to do better. No, no trying, not have to do. You do it. You do better because you don't belong in the job you took. So it, this is just so ridiculous. You know, look at all the money. The, I, th- I think it was $85 billion worth of equipment that he left in Afghanistan. And now here's, here's another billion that they don't know what happened to the Ukraine equipment. And there's, ver- on, there's, ver- there's verifiable evidence that some of this weaponry is ending up on the black market. Um, but they just won't get looked into because, you know, we have to support against Russia because if we don't, then uh, – listen, Russia can't defeat Ukraine. Russia is not a threat to us militarily. Yes, they have nuclear weapons. They're not stupid. They're not going to go there. Uh, they can't – they're they're getting their butts kicked by Ukraine. Um, I know, but this is ridiculous. I mean – where is all that equipment? One billion dollars worth of Ukraine equipment, well, and they want more. Before want Russia, more money. before Russia invaded Ukraine, look at all the talk and evidence about the corruption in Ukraine as a government. I mean, it was all over the place. Then all of a sudden, Russia invades, and we forget about all that. And we want to, you know, I understand we have to stand up against Russia because there's geopolitical issues there, more so than that. I mean. 
you have nations there preparing for war because they're becoming members of NATO. But uh, I saw the report. I saw them, uh, John Kirby at the press briefing at the White House get questioned on it, and his answer was utterly unbelievable. But we don't have a press that's going to hold this administration accountable. You might get one or two news agencies that are going to report it, and they're going to say, oh, it's conspiracy theories. You're, this is all hearsay. No, these things aren't ending up in the black market. Well, then why can't you account for them? It should be easy enough. Where's your evidence of accounting for this stuff? Uh, Real quick, because I didn't get to the topic before, but the bottled water contains huge amounts of tiny plastics. I know you called earlier in the week about that topic. Uh, It came across. It was on my schedule today. That's why I waited for your call for this segment. So huge amounts of tiny plastics, the new studies say. Well, it's not just that, Steve. When they first first started uh, transporting water. I got eight seconds. Eight seconds. Water in the plastic. They said, do not leave a gallon of water in your car in the extreme cold or the extreme hot because the plastic there's plastics in there thanks l uh it's five o'clock we'll be back